Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast. My name is Paul and today we're going to take a look at Michael Bolton in Cardiff. I'm currently in Cardiff City Centre and I'm going to give you a little brief history about Michael Bolton. So, Michael Bolton, he was born February 26th, 1953 and is known professionally as Michael Bolton. As an American singer and songwriter, Bolton originally performed in the hard rock and heavy metal genres in the mid-1970s to the mid-1980s, both on his early solo albums and he recorded as the frontman of the band Blackjack. He became better known for a series of pop rock ballads recorded after a stylistic change in the late 1980s. Bolton's achievements include selling more than 75 million records, recording eight top 10 albums and two number one singles on the Billboard charts, as well as winning six American Music Awards and two Grammy Awards. Bolton began recording in 1975 at the church studio in Tulsa, Oklahoma. His first album was self-titled using his original family name of Bolton. Early in his musical career, he focused on hard rock with his band Blackjack, once opening for heavy metal artist Ozzy Osbourne on tour. It was rumoured that in 1983, Bolton auditioned for, but was denied, the lead vocalist position with Osbourne's former band, Black Sabbath. Bolton later stated that this was untrue, saying, That rumour about me auditioning for Black Sabbath was only a rumour, and I don't know how on earth it started. After anglicising his family name to Bolton, he gained his first major hit as songwriter co-writing How Am I Supposed to Live Without You for Laura Branigan, previously best known for singing the pop hit Gloria. Narrowly missing the top 10 in the US pop chart, Branigan took the song to number one with an adult contemporary chart for three weeks in 1983. The two sought to work with each other again and their next collaboration was when Bolton co-wrote I Found Someone for Branigan in 1985. Her version was only a minor hit but two years later, Cher resurrected the song and with it her own singing career. Bolton co-wrote several other songs for both singers. Bolton recorded his own rendition of How Am I Supposed to Live Without You in 1988, which reached number one on the Hot 100. Bolton achieved his greatest success in the late 1980s and early 1990s as a singer in the adult contemporary Easy Listening charts. One of his first major hits was in 1987, hit with his interpretation of the Otis Redding classic Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. Redding's widow Zalma Redding said she was so moved by Bolton's performance that it brought tears to my eyes. It reminded me so much of my husband that I knew if he heard it he would feel the same. Always interested in soul and Motown classics, Bolton's success with that song encouraged him to tackle the standard Georgia on my mind, in which he had another hit in 1981. Bolton released the album Time, Love and Tenderness, which featured his Grammy Award winning cover version of When a Man Loves a Woman. Bolton's last top 40 single in the US in his own right was in 1997 with the hit Go the Distance, featured in the Disney animated motion picture Hercules which peaked at number one on the US adult contemporary chart. In 2006, Bolton Nicolette Sheridan, his fiancée at the time, sang a duo the second time around for the album for the album Bolton Swings Sinatra. In March 2007, Bolton toured South Africa for the first time. He was the headline act at the Jaconada 94.2 FM's two-day concert. For Over the Rainbow, an album which was recorded in five days, Bolton recorded the song New York City, which was also on his Bolton Swing Sinatra album. This was for an episode of the TV series Challenge Annika. The proceeds from the album went to children's hospices across the UK. 
Bolton's album Only A Woman Like You was released in 2001. The title song was co-written by Shania Twain. Bolton released his own album One World One Love in the UK on September the 21st 2009. The first single Just One Love was released one week earlier. In 2011 Bolton was featured as a guest vocalist in, in the Lonely Island song Jack Sparrow on their Turtleneck and Chain album. His performance of the comedic hip-hop trio focused on his off-topic chorus and miscommunication with the group and the video featured him dressed in costumes as Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean, Forrest Gump, Aaron Brockovich and Tony Montana from Scarface. As of February the 15th, Bolton was working on a recording of a new studio album. He has collaborated with Indian musician A.R. Rahman for a song which was recorded in February 2011 for Gems, the duet's collection. In 2013, Bolton released the album Ain't No Mountain High Enough, a tribute to hits for USA, which featured duets with Kelly Rowland and Melanie Fiona. In 2013 and 2014, Bolton appeared in Honda commercials in which he sings, and in 2015, Bolton sang on John Oliver's Last Week Tonight episode concerning the IRS. As we're in Cardiff at the moment, we're going to go down to the Motor Point Arena to see what's going on inside and outside. We'll be back after this. Warning, this podcast contains strong, offensive and misogynistic language that some listeners may find offensive. The name's Vert, Percival Reginald Vert, and I run the P-Vert Detective Agency. The year is 2055 and the police have been defunded, so if you need a police investigation, the cops will charge you a thousand big ones a day. Because of this, the government introduced the PI Act, where the private investigators can undercut the police so justice can become affordable. These are my case files. New episodes every Wednesday. The links are in the description. And we're back. I'm outside the Motor Point Arena. It's a bit of a blustery day, although I am really glad that it's not currently raining. As I know, it will be seriously raining later on. It's a two-truck show today, so two 40-foot trucks and one tour bus. So relatively small. One truck will be lighting, the other truck will be sound, and I doubt there will be any AV. And if there is, it would be sharing one of the trucks. I'm walking around the arena. There are currently no super fans outside. Although it's going to be an older audience and I doubt that there will be many people waiting for hours on end, especially uh, during bad weather. Let's take a look what it's like on the inside. A few moments later. And we're back. So I'm inside the uh, auditorium. I'll call it the auditorium today because the arena has been set up in a theatre setting. So it's a seated event and that would be because uh, Michael Bolton's fans will be uh, a bit older and uh, they won't be up dancing and whatnot because because it's not that kind of concert. Although I've got a funny feeling that there will be some fun zones at some point closer to the bar so people can get up and have a bit of a dance if they wanted to have a bit of a dance. The show itself is a basic show in the sense of it being a technologically basic show which there's nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day you don't need massive LED screens and lots of mad and insane visuals because it's Michael Bolton. You know, he doesn't need to do that because he's Michael Bolton. He, he can carry the show pretty much all on his own. So what have they done? Well, you've got a lovely back gauze backdrop and there's some lights set up 
behind the backdrop as well as uh, in front of the backdrop which gives off such a lovely effect you got which gives off such a lovely effect depending on what colors that they're shining through the uh, gauze backdrop the lights that they're using are nice uh, led units they're roby uh, units so the colors are very vibrant there's no pastely colors it's just stark vibrant colors which has its effect lovely and bright and when they go through the gauze they bleed through beautifully especially uh, where the gauze is as though, as though it's dressed like an Austrian curtain but because it's black and a gauze you can do a lot more with it to me they've spent a lot more money on the sound rig so you've got two massive line arrays either side of the stage and then you've got some side fills which come out 45 degrees outwards in relation to the main line arrays so a nice bit of surround sound on that and it's going to sound absolutely beautiful currently you could probably hear uh, the drums going off that's where they're line checking all the aspects of the uh, band now the band has been set up in a particular way so on the stage at the back of the stage you've got a riser where you've got the drums which are slightly more elevated than the left and right so stage left today we're going from the stage perspective as opposed to the audience perspective so stage left is the audience's right you've got the uh, keyboard set up and stage right you have a guitar set up then you've got downstage right so directly in front of the uh, guitar riser you have the grand piano and the rest of the stage i would guess is for michael bolton in the far stage left side of the stage you have uh, you have the space for the backing vocalists and there's lots of space on that stage which is so michael bolton can have a little walk around and engage the audience a lot better a few moments later one little bit of drama on the setup well i say a bit of drama it wasn't it was uh, interesting though because it's been a long time since I've seen someone do it. There was an issue with one of the lights on the front of house truss and at this point the seats have been in, the stage is all set up and there's no chance in hell that the cherry picker can come in. Not without ripping up the entire front bay of seating which would be a couple of hours work for a couple of people and most of the crew at this point have been dismissed. So what did they have to do to get this unit working again? Well. They uh, had to drop down the ladder, the wire ladder. I say drop down, it was already uh, attached, uh, which is good because it, it was pre-planned anyways in case someone needed to get to those uh, particular trusses. The ladder is on stage right and it's tied off. So if they need access, they can just drop the uh, section that's tied off and, they, and hey presto, you climb that ladder. Now this ladder is a real thin, meshy ladder. So if you're not trained out and uh, it, and if it was your first time, you'd have reservations about climbing it. But if you're uh, fully trained, then it's not a problem. You go up there with your harness and every so often you re-clip yourself onto uh, a few rungs above. So you just take your time and get up there uh, very, very safely. Now this poor guy, who's not, not had to do this for uh, two years, so he's slightly out of practice, but he's still professional nonetheless. He climbed up the top of this ladder onto this truss that is currently uh, 10 meters high. And then he had to walk halfway down the truss at regular intervals. Uh, I'll say walk down the truss. He had to uh, shimmy along the truss using his arms and legs, uh, 
and just pulling himself along very slowly and every so often re-clipping his harness onto the next section in front. So what would take all of 10 seconds to normally walk across had you uh, not been harnessed took him a few minutes to get across and within 15 minutes he reset the unit and within about 15 minutes of working overhead he uh, put a new fuse in the unit and managed to shimmy back across. So a little bit of drama but it's not that much of a drama because he's a professional and knew how to do it and he got up and down as safely as humanly possible. So when you're doing that you have to be a trained professional and back in the day you never needed a harness by law and in my lifetime that's when the harnesses became a must have. I remember when I was training you didn't need harnesses, not under law. It was a good practice though and uh, I was trained with a, I was trained with the harnesses as a uh, as a uh, best practice but it wasn't a law to wear the harness. It is now though. Oh God, you wouldn't be allowed to do that if, uh, if you weren't harnessed. And if you got caught doing that without a harness, then uh, you'd be fired. And I, to be honest, I wouldn't blame that person for being fired, to be honest. A few moments later. Supporting Michael Bolton today will be Rebecca Ferguson. So, Rebecca Ferguson was born 21st of July 1986 and is a British singer and songwriter. Her albums in the United Kingdom appear on the Psycho Music and Epic Record labels. In the United States they are released by Columbia Records. Ferguson's debut album Heaven was released in December 2011. The album sold 128,000 in its first week and peaked at number 3 on the UK official charts making Ferguson the fastest selling debut solo artist of the decade between the years of 2007 and 2017. Co-written by Ferguson it was certified two times platinum in the UK and platinum in Ireland. The album yielded six singles including lead single Nothing's Real But Love which entered the UK singles chart at number 10. A later version of the album included the single Backtrack and entered the charts in October 2012 at number 15. Ferguson's second studio album Freedom was released in December 2013. It charted at number 6 and has since been certified gold by the BPI. The album's lead single I Hope peaked at number 15 in the UK. In 2012 she was nominated for two Mobile Awards and one MTV Europe Music Award. In 2015 Ferguson released her third studio album Lady Sings the Blues, covering a number of jazz classics made famous by Billie Holiday. The lead single Get Happy was added to BBC Radio 2's playlist and the album charted at number 7. The following year her, her fourth studio album Superwoman reached number 7 in the UK charts. We'll be back with you after this. This podcast contains themes that are unsuitable for younger listeners and parental guidance is advised. It's been 30 years since they came. 30 years? No! They took my child! I'm gonna kill you. No! It's been 30 years since they came. New episodes every Friday. The links are in the description. So it's 5.15 at the moment, 5.15pm UK time and unfortunately we got the call that no one wants to get on any show. Our lead artist Michael Bolton has been declared sick by the uh, doctor that was, that was sent to his dressing room not long ago. 
Now, I can't go into why he is sick because that is none of my business, it's none of your business, but unfortunately, he is too sick to sing. We believe it's something to do with his uh, throat, and there is rumours of the uh, dreaded you-know-what, but I'm not going to speculate. I don't want to listen to the rumour on that one. Unfortunately, these things happen. So, this whole day of setting up the show has now started to be pulled down. The stage not been used, the crew having to be called back as soon as physically possible. So the tour crew are striking what they can at the moment until the local crew comes along, along with the rigging crew to drop whatever needs to be dropped from the grid. It's unfortunate, but unfortunately, sometimes these things happen. And I personally would wish Michael Bolton a speedy recovery so he can continue his tour. The show has been declared to be rescheduled in Cardiff in the Motorpoint Arena. We don't know when that will be at the moment. That is now down to Michael Bolton's management team and the uh, venue. Oh, it's a shame when this happens because right now we should, we should have just opened the doors and it is now 6.30 and all the lighting bars have just been flown down to be dismantled with more crew on their way to continue uh, de-rigging all the, all the motor winches, the chains and the trusses. It is heartbreaking to see. Some, may, some people uh, may turn around and say, well, why didn't the uh, support just go on? Well, they could have, but that, at the end of the day, that's the decision of the management of the tour. As far as I'm concerned, if uh, the lead isn't going to go on, then neither should the uh, support act because at the end of the day, you've paid to see Michael Bolton and not who and not Sarah Ferguson. Because if it was Sarah Ferguson, it will be her show and someone else supporting her. Now the question is, how do people get paid for this? Well, because there was an official doctor signing Michael Bolton off, it will be down to insurance. So the tour will be compensated for one show so far to pay the crew. There will be no profits on that one because that's not what they're insured against. They're insured against cancellations which basically pays everyone's wages and that's it. They don't get insured for uh, ticket sales. Now the venue itself is insured against this as well so once there's a doctor's certificate to sign Michael Bolton off, the doctor will sign the certificate. The copy will be sent to the tour management and the copy gets sent to the venue so then they can claim their insurance. So basically people get paid. As for the profits from the bar revenue and the restaurant and the pre-show parties etc etc, all tickets will be given out in replacement of the uh, original tickets. and. Uh, if you had a uh, VIP uh, slot, you would still get your VIP ticket for uh, when the show gets rescheduled. Same with the uh, pre-show party. If you book for the pre-show party, then you'll still get your pre-show party when the show is rescheduled. Or, and if you've uh, got your standard ticket, that will be uh, reissued for the rescheduled show. Or you can just get your refund and you'll get your full cash refund, which is durable. It's not ideal for anyone because at the end of the day if you get paid to see the show you wanted to see the show but if you need that cash back you can still get your cash back that's just the nature of the beast it is unfortunate but hey what can you do it is very rare that this happens it's not 
it is the last thing anyone wants. Now, some people can uh, turn around and accuse everyone of everyone knowing that he's going to pull the show from the start of the day. Well, at the end of the day, no one knew until he got seen by a doctor. And at the moment, it is very difficult to get to see a GP. Now, you're so, now I can hear people say, "Well, what? Well, it's a private doctor." Yes, he he got seen by a private doctor who came to the venue. Now, the problem with that is finding a private doctor that's got an available slot. I don't know where this doctor come from, but I knew that it took at least four hours to find the uh, doctor. Let alone the time it took for the doctor to get to the venue and get to see uh, our star Michael Bolton. So it is a last minute decision and it was a last minute decision so that's just how it goes and it'll always be a last minute decision between the artist, the management and the venue whether or not a show gets pulled or it goes on. Most of the time if a doctor is called out I can guarantee that 90% of the, show, 90 of the time the artist still goes on because the show has to go on at the end of the day with even though people are insured it's still more about the uh, people that come to see the show it's it always has been it's the tr the time that people take off of work it's the the cost of actually getting to the place because you might travel uh, the whole length and breadth of the country just to see that show and stay in a hotel so you're paying for your transport you're paying for your meals out, you're paying for your hotel and then your journey home as well. So time consuming and cost dear and care. I'm going to have to leave the podcast there because there is no show to report on and the show is near enough packed up as unfortunate as it may be. Thank you for listening and I shall catch you next time.